also recently uh, participated in a um, research study. And it's a mental health thing. And I really wanted to do it because if I could help contribute to them finding out more about the brain and what happens and why we go through depression and all the other <clears throat> mental health issues that people have. So, you know, I was really happy to participate in it. And, of course, it's nothing like what you see on TV. It was really simple, and it wasn't like a group study. It was just me and the researchers. And um, that, that was cool, I guess. But um, the hardest two parts of it was the one part where I had to not talk. And, you know, when you can't do something, that's when you want to do it the most. And they were monitoring my heart. So I needed to sit still, not talk, and all that good stuff. It was really kind of awkward because the researcher and I were sitting in there. <laughs> and, I mean, she couldn't talk to me. I couldn't talk to her. And it was just, you know, it was just awkward. But um, then the doctor came in, and he asked me some questions. And that's when talking became complicated. Because it made me think about some things that I really hadn't thought about in a long time. Maybe some things I really didn't want to think about. Um, so, I've spoken about having suicidal thoughts and things like that. But I don't really think I've told anyone about the actual suicide attempt that I had before. And it's... Really not because I'm ashamed of trying to do it. Yes, I'm going through some tough things now, but <clears throat> when I did attempt it, it was back in high school. So you got high school. That's already a rough time for any teenager. Plus, um, on top of family issues and stuff like that and coming to terms with who I really am or who I really was. Dealing with, you know, liking females and telling my mom about it and the reception of it, which I mean, it never really goes well, but um, it really, really was bad. And I, I believe that was my first bout with depression. That was the first time I actually dealt with it because... <clears throat> Something that I liked or wanted to do caused my mom pain. And that was complicated to deal with. That was something that was hard to handle. I couldn't talk about what I felt with her because she was having trouble dealing with accepting it, if you will. When I was in high school like you really kind of didn't have a choice about being gay like you don't do that you don't like the same sex as you it, you just don't and back then I was an avid church goer um reading the bible bible study revivals anything church related I was up in that thing and knowing what I read knowing what I heard with, you know, the 
that being an abomination and the, the damnation and all of these things, it was a lot to handle for the young mind. And, you know, it wasn't just something that happened immediately. It was just the trying to cope with everything. The trying to deal with all of it. Um, Like I mentioned, financially, my mom was having a rough time. And then I added this on top of it. So at that point, I really did feel like a burden. And when you feel like a burden, well, I can't say you. When I feel like a burden, I just feel that I need to remove myself. And by removing myself, I mean, you know, getting rid of me, killing me. I know it's a drastic step. Maybe I can change what I, you know, think. And I tried to do that, too. I tried to suppress the fact. I'm like, well, maybe you don't really like females. It's just a phase. Maybe it's just something that you think you do but you maybe not so trying to suppress it trying to be normal if you will um trying to do all of that while still fighting these feelings because it's not like I just wanted to go attack girls or anything like that it was nothing that drastic it was I found them attractive I really did and um it is what it is but not having good reception of that and not being able to voice that that was complicated that was a lot so you know it's not just one thought that you have and says you know go ahead do it kill yourself find the best option it's days and weeks maybe even months of just believing that that's the only way you can solve your problem and so, had to be the middle of the night when I, I can't even tell you what grade I was in because it was so long ago, but I do remember the attempt. And the reason why I really try not to think about it or remember about it is because it was a failed attempt, like a, a miserable fail. And in that instance, it made me feel so much worse because something that was supposed to be so simple as in taking my own life I couldn't even get that right it was um it was a lot so um I attempted to slit my wrist and yeah they make it look look really easy on tv and then on the movies and shit and you know you don't cut across you cut straight up the arm right yes we all know that if we've ever thought about something so drastic, but um, I found the biggest knife, what I thought was the sharpest knife. It stuck my finger, but uh, when I tried to apply pressure for it to actually cut through the skin on my arm, I couldn't get it to actually penetrate the skin, and this is not like me just running the knife across my skin is me jabbing the knife in trying to get it to cut but all I had was scratches maybe I didn't put enough effort into it I really don't know um but I had the marks I couldn't get anything started so 
that kind of made everything worse because the one thing that I wanted to do, I couldn't get done. And whenever you talk about suicide, whenever you talk about you not being happy or not wanting to be in the world anymore, most people are going to say, what about me? Especially those that love and care for you. What about me? What, what am I supposed to do? And for me, the thing was, it's not about you. It's about me and me not being able to deal with everything that's going on in my world right now. Me feeling like I'm a burden to you. Me feeling like you would be better off with me not being here right now. Not thinking about long terms, what it will do to you later in life or whatever. Nothing like that. Thinking about the right now solution. If you don't have me to deal with right now, life would be better for you. That's how I saw it at that point. And um, that's not really something that I don't feel you think through. It's just a solution right away. And the bright side is you won't cause any pain to anyone anymore. That's how you see it. But honestly, it's never really the case. And um, yeah, they'll tell you suicide is selfish. Once you think about it, yes, it's very selfish. But for me, my thought process wasn't being selfish. I couldn't control what I was going through. I couldn't change who I wanted to date or who I wanted to be with. And no matter how much I suppressed it, I still had that want to be with females. And um, that bothered me because, again, like I said, it caused my mom so much pain. And she was having trouble dealing with it. It strained our relationship, things like that. And that was hard because growing up, I only had that one parent. My mom was a single parent. And... That was the only person in the world who actually showed me love unconditionally and something so, I, I want to say trivial, but something so simple could change that dynamics. And that was really complicated for me. It was really hard to deal with. So I just, I didn't want to deal with it anymore. I didn't want to cause that pain. I didn't want to be here to stress her out even more than what she was going through and again I wasn't thinking about the long run the what would happen after and all that type of stuff I was just thinking about the solution now but um I believe I may did tell her it was years later and you know she had those questions like what was I supposed to do you know again it really wasn't about you it was about me coping or not being able to cope with everything that was going on and trying to make life easier for you, not thinking about how much harder it was going to make it if I actually would have, you know, made this attempt. Well, if I, if it would have happened, if I would have killed myself, I wasn't thinking about the actual pain that you would feel for the rest of your life. I was thinking about the temporary relief you would have for now. And, For me, that's a lot of what suicide is about. I can't speak for every person in the world, but normally it's not just to show people, hey, I can do this. I could do that. I could kill myself. I don't have to be here. I don't have to take this. No, 
is the feeling of being a burden, the feeling of not being worthy of being in the world. That's a hard feeling to bear. Feeling like you just don't belong here. Like the world, society, everything as a whole would be so much better off if you were out of the equation. And that's really the feeling. And then you get the emptiness, you get the loneliness, the sadness, all of these overwhelming feelings that you have. And sometimes your brain can't process it. Some some people's brains can't process it as well. And that's your that's your option. That's your go to. You know, fuck it. I just don't need to be here then, do I? And sometimes it helps to have people positive around you who help you and talk you through it um I tell my best friend all the time I probably wouldn't be here if I hadn't met you in high school because that was the roughest spot dealing with all of that shit in life but some people they they can't that's not enough I don't really know what they need what they need to hear what they need to do, but a lot of people, they don't have that fight. I mean, yes, I attempted it, and I felt miserably, and that really is the main reason, even though I think about it a lot, I won't do it again, because what if I fell again? What if I end up a vegetable? I'm still fucking here. I'm still a fucking burden to somebody, because, you know, I'm... I'm in the hospital, you're going to have to pay hospital bills. It's just the thought process. And, yeah, it's a lot. It's just, for for me, the main reason of contemplating killing myself is the fact of being a burden. I don't want to be a burden to anyone other than myself. I'm a burden to myself. That is what it is. But I don't want to cause anybody that I love pain. I don't want them to have to worry about me. I don't want them stressing about me. I don't want them, you know, just feeling like I can't take care of myself. They need to help me. They got to help take care of me. I don't want to put that on anyone. And that's a lot of where my thought process comes comes from. Like, um, what brought it up, he was, he was asking me a, because, of course, if you've been through any kind of mental health situation, you always fill out the questionnaires about your depression and all that shit. And um, <clears throat> it asks you about if you have suicidal thoughts. You can lie about it and say you don't. I feel why lie because I do have them. And I did have them recently. And I've gotten better with talking myself into it not being all that bad I guess you could say um because how I see it is yes the ones that love me they'll miss me but you'll get over it you'll go on with life you'll move on you'll get through you'll think about me here and there and you'll be okay but why I think about it so much and feel the way I do I really don't feel I have a purpose I felt that way for a long time. I don't really feel like I have a purpose here on earth. Therefore, um, what was the thought process? Sorry. Um, I don't really feel like I have a purpose on earth. So, 
Um, I don't know. And then the emptiness, the loneliness. Yes, I can go be around people. Yes, I have family and some friends I could occupy my time with. And I mean, I go to work. I do that. But at the end, when it's all said and done, I'm alone. And not just the feeling of aloneness. I am alone. I stay in this house by myself. I sleep in this house by myself. And that's a lot to adjust to. Excuse me. For 36 years, I really didn't have to do that. I mean, yeah, my mom went places and I would spend nights by myself. That was fine, having a little break or whatever. But this is a permanent, ain't nobody else coming to this goddamn house with you. It ain't nobody gonna come back from a trip and have, you know, you have them to talk to. And it's a lot of the loneliness because most of my days are spent not talking. The days that I'm off, the only time I really talk is when my aunts call and check on me or someone calls and check on me. Most of my days I spend in silence watching movies, playing games on the phone, stuff like that. I don't really talk much because who the fuck do I have to talk to? And yeah, they say you need to talk to people when you're going through things, but I don't expressing myself telling people how I feel is a complicated thing for me because in life sometimes all you want is to be understood and even people who have went through what initially I'm going through they can't understand how how deep this affected me um all the changes. A lot of people aren't good with change. I'm I'm not. I'm one of those people. I'm not really too good with change. And it was so much change so drastically. It wasn't like over time. It was just boom. You by yourself. Boom. Your mama did. It's like everything at once overwhelming you. You know, you got to look at all of that shit. And I mean, I know I told y'all at first when it happened, I could not stay in this house. Like, while she was in the hospital and I was holding on to hope, I stayed here those five nights. It was fine because technically she was still here. But after everything was said and done and she was gone, she passed, I couldn't do it. I couldn't stay here by myself. Like, she's not coming home. My mom is not coming home. And I mean, it's, I mean, it's not a gigantic house, but when you're just one person in the motherfucker, it's a big-ass house. And I couldn't do it. It was too complicated for me. It was too much. And I stayed with my aunt for a while. And it wasn't a problem. It wasn't at all. She made me feel comfortable. It was like it was my house, but it wasn't. So there comes the burden part, which she would never say to me. She has never said to me that I'm a burden to her. She, <laughs> That's not even her thought process, but it's my thought process. I'm invading your space. I'm, you know, in your shit because I'm scared to live by myself or this, that, and the third. And I'm, you're not complaining, but I still feel as if I'm a burden to you because I was really scared to be alone. Like if she would have to go to the doctor or something 
and it was nobody in the house, I would sit outside because I didn't want to be in the house by myself. That was so crazy. And it was so much going on. And, you know, my, my mom had just passed and it was just, it was just so much. And so the suicidal thoughts have always been there. I've, I've just learned more how to suppress them and how not to entertain them that much because at the end of the day, I want to see what's out there. I want to, I want to do things. I want to get life back on track and I want to believe I have a purpose. I want to believe I'm not a burden. I want to get back to semi-normal. I want semi-normalcy. I want that. I know my life will never be the same again, but I want to actually live a life, not just exist in this, what I'm doing now. So, yeah, just reliving all of that, it really put some things into perspective. And um, I just want to basically give my opinion on the thought process, because even though people feel that when you want to end your life, you're just being dramatic or you're being selfish. You're not thinking about other people. In most cases, that's your thought process. Other people, how you're making them feel at that time, how what you're going through is affecting them in a negative way. And you don't want to see the people you care about so much hurting. So all you could think about is eliminating yourself from the situation, getting you out of the equation. And um, it's, it's a real thought process. And even though it's not a good solution in the long run, but at that moment, it's just, it, it seems so right. It seems so clear. Like, yeah, this is what I need to do so they can have a better life. So, so I won't suffer anymore. So, you know, it's, it's, um, <clears throat> Like I said, it's it's a hard thought process, and sometimes your mind isn't as strong as you would like it to be, and you can't fight it. I thank God every day, even though I did have that I did have that attempt. I'm kind of grateful that I I didn't succeed with it, because I mean, my life isn't all bad. It, bad things happen in life. That's to any and everyone. But my life isn't all bad, and I do have um some things to look forward to, not much, but some things and <clears throat> like i said i'm I thank God that i I wasn't successful because um I got to do some fun things, some great things, and I got to keep living, I guess, not saying it's been a easy living. But I, I I get to keep going and maybe one day I could help some people who who have that thought process, who don't know where to go, who to turn to. Um, it's not it's not an easy situation. It's not easy to learn to ignore the negativity. It's not easy to be positive. People think that it is, but it, it really isn't. And sometimes you need to be prompted to talk about things that bother you because for me like I said I 
I absolutely can't stand thinking that I'm a burden to someone. I can't stand whining to people. So that's why I bottle my shit up a lot. And I won't talk about it because I don't want anybody to feel bored, obligated to listen to me, feel bad for me. I don't want your sympathy. Sometimes I just need someone to listen. And that's the complicated part. So, you know, sometimes we need to be prompted to speak about things and we just really need somebody to listen and having somebody to listen to you. That is one of the hardest parts of the journey because a lot of people listen with the intent, the intent to not help you. Honestly, they listen so they can know what's going on in your life. So they could talk about you with this person or that person. You need someone who will genuinely listen to what you're going through. Someone who will try to have an understanding of what's worrying you, what's bothering you, what's having you feel so overwhelmed at the moment. And that's an important part. And I do have people that will listen. And sometimes it's hard to get it out because putting it in words is so much more complicated than just thinking about it. Sometimes when you say things out loud, you feel ashamed because, damn, that, that sounds bad, doesn't it? I really sound like I'm a really fucked up person in the head, right? But, no, sometimes you, you just have a different thought process. You, you feel things differently. We all feel things differently. So, you know. And, like I tell y'all all the time, I'm here for you if ever you need to talk. Um... I told you about all the sites, all the emails. It's not really a lot of emails. But if you ever want to talk about something, if you ever need to talk about something, I am here to listen. That's what I do. And um, I try to give you sound and solid advice. Because not just now that I'm going through the grief, but I do understand that sometimes thought processes can be different. And. We need someone to look at things openly and objectively, not just trying to come up with a solution. Sometimes the solution may not be what you need. Maybe you just need somebody to listen to you. You may need somebody to let you get it all out. And I'll be that. I will be that for you. And um, hopefully this reaches someone who needs to hear it. And this has been Miss Tease, RRM. Y'all take care today.